building a comprehensive fundraising program. I'm Bill Stanjakevich. This is the first day from the fundraising school, and I'm delighted to be joined today by two of our faculty members from the fundraising school, Paula Jenkins, who raises money for Indiana University through the IU Foundation, and Jerry Pat Gabbert, who's an administrator and fundraiser at a regional campus within the Indiana University system. And Paula, Jerry Pat, thanks so much for being with us on the Fundraising Schools podcast. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here today. Paul, Paula and Jerry Pat are the co-authors of Chapter 12 in Achieving Excellence in Fundraising, the fifth edition of the book, which came out in 2022, Building a Comprehensive Fundraising Program. And you know, Paula, you're a veteran fundraiser. Fundraisers are highly relational. They love spending time with donors, but that's one of the last steps in the process. How important is it to put this comprehensive plan in place before we start meeting face-to-face with our donors? Well, Bill, I'm a practitioner, but I'm a fundamentalist too. So I really believe strongly in the planning. You know, we all know that saying prior planning prevents poor performance. And, you know, in a lot of our fundraising school classes, we spend a good portion of the um, class on the planning aspect because it's just that important. There's a lot to unpack in this particular chapter, but I think if you don't have a written plan, then it's really hard to know what the game is going to play. Jerry Pat, how about yourself? Again, a veteran fundraiser, a lot of expertise, and you bring that into our classroom at the fundraising school. Again, our, our fundraisers, they, they love to be with the people. They love to be with those foundation program officers and those individual donors. But how important is it to have the plan in place first before moving ahead and meeting with donors? Yes, the plan is absolutely integral to the work that we do in building those relationships and being strategic and intentional about the work that we do. And research tells us, you know, the, the better our plans, the more effective that we can be in fundraising, whether that's relationship building um, through annual mail and, and all the pieces that fundraising can entail. So the plan is critically important to building those relationships. There are 39 chapters in this edition of Achieving Excellence in Fundraising, a wonderful collection of expertise and wisdom from our fundraising school faculty, as well as the faculty and researchers at the Indiana University Lilly Family School of Philanthropy. And and Paula, of all the chapters in the book, this one is really about the fundamentals. This is really about the the brass tacks techniques of fundraising, tools like the the fundraising cycle, the 14-step cycle the donor pyramid, how to kind of keep in our own minds and plans our our donor base organized, and of course, the the four-legged stool. Can you just kind of talk a little bit about these tools and how these tools are utilized to prepare for successful fundraising? Sure. Thank you, Bill. If you think about the fundraising cycle, and you mentioned there are 14 steps, we go through 12 steps prior to getting to the piece of solicit the gift, which is step number 13. So I think that speaks to the importance of getting um, sort of all of the pieces in place before actually soliciting the gift. The thing that I really love about the fundraising cycle, though, is that throughout the course of uh, moving through the cycle, at any point, if you're going in the wrong direction, you can recorrect or correct yourself and move back if you need to do more work and gathering more information or implementing more things or maybe trying different strategies. So that's really what I like about that. And when I think about the donor pyramid, 
I think it really sets forth sort of the steps when we think about, you know, we have this whole universe of potential donors. Um, we always start with somebody who makes a first gift, which is always the most expensive um, donor to acquire. So obviously, once we do acquire them, we want to renew them. Then after we've renewed them, we want to upgrade them and move them up to special gifts or major gifts onto capital and then to sort of the testamentary gift right, the um, the planned gift. And notice I didn't use any dollar amounts with any of these particular levels because different organizations have different gift thresholds um, that might be considered an annual gift or a major gift. So it really provides for flexibility um, and the uniqueness of each individual organization. And if there's a chart that I really love the most, it's probably the four-legged stool, okay? Because I think it really outlines the purpose of the gift and how gifts are generated really going to be funded for those particular types of gifts. Jerry, Pat, Paul gave us a great answer from the perspective of the fundraiser. I want to ask you about the, the nonprofit organization. You know, we at the fundraising schools, you well know and teach so well for us, is that fundraising is a management process, meaning fundraising needs to be incorporated into the management of the entire nonprofit organization, not to be seen as something over to the side or as an afterthought. How can these tools help the fundraiser ensure that fundraising is integrated into all the management thinking of the nonprofit organization? Yeah, I think that's a really critical point of kind of building this comprehensive plan is the role that everybody within the organization plays. As a fundraising professional, I can be the catalyst for the plan, right? I can initiate it and kind of foster and, and make sure that we're working through that process. But it, the entire comprehensive fundraising plan needs to involve everyone. It needs to make sure that the organization um, provides the resources and allow the fundraiser to be the catalyst for moving that forward. But everyone's time and energy needs to be incorporated into the plan and, and, and really think about holistically what that means for a nonprofit. If we are all moving forward and understand the plan, the components of the plan and our role within that, Think about how that could impact the mission of the organization itself in moving that forward, um, because we're all moving that forward together. So through leadership and understanding the roles and, and the pieces of the plan and how that moves us all forward together, I think is really critical. Paula, it's so easy with fundraising to have the tyranny of the urgent. And again, folks just want to be able to get out there and fundraise. How much time typically is devoted to planning? And, and in your preference, do you like to plan annually, every other year? And again, how long are you spending with your colleagues internally, let alone the board and the marketing team and the business folks and the program officers and so forth uh, to put that plan together before you go out to fundraise? What is the timing element in terms of using these tools? I'd have to think about that, but I think... You know, so say you're a new gift officer or you're new to an organization, um, I think that, you know, as part of the 30, 60, 90 day plan that you might propose, that's when you're really developing the plan that then you're going to vet with key stakeholders to get input back. And I hate to use a, a sports analogy, but I will, you know, fundraising is a team sport. Okay, and so often, particularly any size nonprofit, it's easy for the fundraiser to feel like they're the only one that's carrying out the fundraising activity. And as Jerry Pat so eloquently said, you know, she's the conduit or the fundraiser is the conduit for bringing everybody along um, on the on the plan and getting the management pieces and buy in as a result of that. So I would say, you know, you really should be focusing on this um, a good, you know, for your first 
um, maybe three months when you're new to an organization, because part of that is getting um, out to meet folks internal. Everybody always thinks about the external folks like, oh, I need to get out to the donors. But again, you have to get buy-in from within the organization. So you really need to meet the internal stakeholders at that point in time. And I think it varies, right? So I work with um, gifts of all size, but the gifts that are on the larger size, you know, I'm going to do planning particularly for that prospective donor and that particular gift each and every time that comes up. Jerry, Pat, we've talked about the individual fundraiser. We've talked about kind of imbuing fundraising throughout the whole organization in this planning process. I want to ask you about the donor. You know, how does this help the donor when the fundraiser is well prepared, that the fundraiser has given us a lot of thought and a lot of intentionality? I, I always like to use when I teach, the, you know, the example of, you know, somebody's coming to visit my home and is the guest room prepared or not? How does this type of planning really serve the donor well, even before the fundraiser makes that contact and has that meeting? I think the, under, the organization really understanding and being on the same page, if you will, in terms of the, the priorities, the vision that they have and the mission that they want to move forward. So if you take the, those pieces and bring those to the donor, um, imagine that intentionality that is there, the strategy that is behind that. So it, you're really thinking about the philanthropic priorities and vision of the organization and how that uh, relates to the donor and what they're trying to accomplish through their own philanthropic vision. So um, that's our goal is to you know, have a conversation and build those relationships around those two pieces. So from a donor's perspective, if, if an organization has very, been very thoughtful, as Paula mentioned, brought along those key stakeholders, you know, other colleagues, board members, other volunteers, other constituency groups, as part of their planning process, from a donor's perspective, you're really thinking, oh, this organization, look how strategic that they are being and trying to achieve their mission. And that's something that I, as a donor, want to be a part of. How exciting that they know where they're going, they know how to you know, move forward that mission. And that's something that I definitely want to be a part of. The donor sees they've got their act together. They've done their yes. homework. They're very intentional. They're very purposeful. And that can only build the donor's trust in the nonprofit organization and with the fundraiser. I'd like to ask both of you as we conclude here, Paul, I'll start with you and then Jerry, Pat, same question. Again, this chapter, uh, a lot of particulars in terms of the fundamentals and the techniques of effective fundraising preparation and effective fundraising practice, you know, through the 14-step the fundraising cycle, the donor pyramid, and the four-legged stool. Paula, how would you just conclude your advice for fundraisers as they absorb this information from this chapter? If you, if you don't mind, I want to go back to what Jerry Pat said and thinking about, you know, how well prepared um, a fundraiser um, can be um, and how that helps the organization realize its mission. I also think from a donor perspective, it helps the donor figure out how do those institutional priorities overlay with my own value system? Because that's when the magic is made, when, when the two are closely aligned. And so that's why I also think that the preparation piece is really important, because then you have sort of a, um, um, a larger tool bag or arsenal with which to draw as the donor is talking to you about values that they hold dear. And as you're thinking about how might I map up a, a priority to that. I think there's a lot of really great information, not only in this chapter, but through the whole book. And you know, if I had one book as a new practitioner uh, to read, this would be the book. Jared Pat, how about yourself? Final advice for fundraisers as they consider the information in this chapter. 
Yes, I echo Paula's sentiment that this is the book. It is the book. Um, and I think the other piece of this um, chapter specifically in the fundamentals, fundraising through the work that we are doing is a long game. It is not a short one. And this is what this chapter really speaks to is the importance of planning and the long game and the intentionality and the strategy that kind of goes into the work that we do in order to align those values that Paula mentioned. I think that that's so critical so that we can move move that mission forward. So as we go through that planning, remember that it's a long process and not a short sprint, I think can be helpful for organizations as they think about how critical this step is in their fundraising journey. Sharp expertise and wonderful wisdom from Paula Jenkins and Jerry Pat Gabbert. You can see why they are cherished members of our faculty at the fundraising school, teaching our public courses, about two dozen public courses that are in person in more and more locations in the continental United States and online anywhere in the world, both uh, in uh, those in-person courses and the online courses, which are live or recorded. We also have custom training that we can bring straight to you, to your nonprofit, to your association, to your region, again, anywhere nationally or internationally. We have our quarterly webinars. We have these free podcasts. And remember, Achieving Excellence in Fundraising, the fifth edition, is now available, and these 39 chapters are informing all of our coursework more than ever before. All this information is available on our website at philanthropy.iupui.edu forward slash the fundraising school. Again, chapter 12, building the comprehensive fundraising program in achieving excellence in fundraising, edition number five, the co-authors, Paula Jenkins, Jerry Pat Gabbert. Our producers today are Dustin Donovan and Mike Anthony. I'm Bill Sanjakavich, and now you are now more fully informed on this first day from the fundraising school. Mm -hmm.